Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dodger Talk is sponsored by L.A. Care Health Plan, providing affordable health care insurance to millions of Angelinos for over 25 years. Now, here he is, your host, David Vasse. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasse live at Dodger Stadium after the Giants defeat the Dodgers in game two of this four-game series by a final score of 5-1. to one. Phone lines are open at 866-987-2570. Jose Moto will join us in 15 minutes. And right now, the Dodgers are just continuing to play uh, just as if they were still chasing the NL West. Unfortunately, tonight, the left-hander Sean Manaya was really good. He shut him down for seven scoreless innings, and Gabe Kapler actually did the Dodgers a favor by taking Manaya out after only 85 pitches, which opened the door up for a two-out rally where the Dodgers were able to get their first base runner to second base and drive in their first run. That was Freddie Freeman, an RBI base hit with the bases loaded, but then that's when Kapler went to Camilo Duvall with two outs in the eighth inning to get Will Smith to hit a little dribbler up the first baseline to end the inning, and Duvall picks up his 38th save of the season, and that is a four-out save for the Giants' closer. Gavin Stone takes the loss tonight, and if you look at the Dodgers' possibilities for a postseason roster, they're going to carry 13 pitchers, right? Gavin Stone may be on the outside looking in. He has given up eight home runs in 31 innings. And if you look at who has done well for the Dodgers as far as the group of rookies, I would say Ryan Pepio certainly has a spot on the postseason roster. And after the way Emmett Sheehan has pitched the last couple of outings, I would say he has a spot on the roster. Michael Grove, remember him? He is expected to be finally activated tomorrow. And if you remember early on in the season, it was no disrespect to Michael Grove when I said I believed his future in Major League Baseball was not as a starter, but as a relief pitcher and a really good one. And when he comes back tomorrow, that's what he's going to be. And he's not just a one-inning reliever. He's a two-inning reliever with a really good fastball and an even better slider. So I'm interested to see, after a long layoff, how he looks and, more importantly, how he looks the rest of the nine games uh, that the Dodgers have to play in the regular season. So if he does pitch like I believe he can, I believe he has one of the final two spots on this playoff pitching roster and the other goes to tonight's opener Kayla Ferguson now I'm talking about the NLDS you can always reset your roster every round I'm talking about a best of five series those would be the final two pitchers on my NLDS roster it would be Pepio Grove and Ferguson now that will leave out Alex Vesia, Gavin Stone and 
42 home run given up Lance Lynn pitcher. Um, especially with the day off in between games one and game two, that really, you know, allows the Dodgers to be a little bit more selective on the pitchers that they bring on for their 13-pitcher playoff roster. And you don't really need four starters in an NLDS series when you have a day off in between games. So that's why I would leave off Lance Lynn. Um, so that's the way I look at it. And I guess if you wanted me to run through a roll call of the pitchers, I could do that. Um, it would be Ryan Yarbrough, Joe Kelly, Shelby Miller, Brewstar Gratterall, Ryan Brazier, Evan Phillips, Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepio, um, Emmett Sheehan, Michael Grove, Caleb Ferguson, and Clayton Kershaw. Those would be my 13. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Also, I mentioned last night I wanted to dive deeper into your definition of most valuable. And the reason why I bring that up tonight is because Freddie Freeman continues to prove that he is the most valuable Dodger because of his consistency, because of his all-around game. And look, if you said Mookie Betts was the most valuable Dodger, I wouldn't say you're wrong. But those two guys are so valuable, it's hard to really decipher who's more valuable than the other. And the only reason why I would give the edge to Freddie Freeman is because he's more consistent. His highs may not be as spectacularly high as Mookie Betts' high was in August, but if you look at Freddie in the month of September... He's hitting close to 300, and Mookie Betts is hitting 230 with one home run in the month of September after an extraordinary August. But like I said, it's splitting hairs. Both those guys, without either one of those guys, the Dodgers would not already have clinched the NL West. But think about this, and Rick Monday brought this to my attention. Freddie Freeman became just the 271st different player to reach 200 hits in a season. If you look at how many no-hitters have been thrown in Major League Baseball, 322. There's been more no-hitters thrown than players that have hit 200 hits in a season. And by the way, the most in a career, 10. Ichiro and Pete Rose had 200 hits or more in 10 different seasons. It's amazing what Freddie Freeman has done. And he actually became the first player in baseball as a first baseman to collect 200 hits since Todd Helton in 2003. And I got news for you. Todd Helton played a mile above sea level in a hitter's ballpark with a lot of grass out there because of how deep outfielders play. Freddie Freeman plays at sea level. Freddie Freeman became just the third player in baseball history tonight with 200 hits, 50 doubles, 25 home runs, and 20 stolen bases. The others were Alfonso Soriano in 2002 and a player by the name of Chuck Klein in 1932. What Freddie Freeman is doing this season is all around extraordinary. And with that being said, it's hard to argue against Ronald Acuna Jr., who became a 40-40 player 
tonight as he hit his 40th home run of the season. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Eddie in San Pedro. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Eddie. Hey, David. I agree with you 100% on Freddie. You know, it's just uh, we're lucky to have him there. But my question is, is uh, Will Smith, um, and I've been meaning to make this call for a while. I just haven't done it, but I just thought I'd give it a shot today. Um, J.D. Martinez has been back for a while, and I'm wondering why Dave Roberts doesn't move Will down in the order and move J.D. up. Uh, Because Will just seems to be struggling in clutch situations. Yeah, they need Will Smith uh, to be better in that three spot. He has shown that he is swinging the bat better in the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if you uh, heard what Will Smith revealed to us in Seattle that he played for two months with a broken rib, and that kind of threw off his mechanics and maybe wasn't allowing him to catch up to fastballs on the inner part of the plate. I know you're calling tonight about the eighth inning, but Camilo Duvall is one of the best closers out there. That was He was throwing some nasty stuff at Will Smith, but uh, Eddie, J.D. Martinez is really valuable to the Dodgers, and he's hit 30 home runs in and, and only 105 games. Um, I, you know, I could see the argument in a playoff series if Will is not producing to say, wait a minute. If Mookie and Freddie and the bottom of the order is on and it's not being cashed in, um, I could see that argument if it continues to go in a certain direction. But right now, the three-hole is Will Smith's. Okay. I agree. Thanks for Yeah, but in call. the playoffs, Eddie, I agree with you. If he's not producing, you got to make changes or your season's going to be over. Yeah, in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, that's why you got to make changes if things aren't working. You got to be able to adjust in real time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Upland, where Joe Kelly was today, doing a great thing, raising money for a great organization. Austin, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. How's it going, DB? An honor to be on. I've been wanting to, to call as well for a while. And just great to talk to you. I was at the game yesterday, and it just felt good to be out there in that atmosphere. So, um, But just wanted to wanted to talk about the pitching, and more specifically, Gavin, Gavin Stone and, and Ryan Yarbrough. And I think this is really Gavin Stone's last opportunity to, to kind of show us what he has. I know he had a, a better start in Seattle, but the other ones, I mean, giving up seven, uh, at the beginning of September. But I think what you kind of mentioned at the beginning, too, with Michael Grove kind of being that that possible two, two, three-inning release pitcher, I, I like that with Yarborough. And I think Yarborough kind of going out in the ninth and giving up that two-run two home run, that was kind of hard for him and, and kind of extending him a little harder than he was supposed to. I don't believe so. It was kind of a cheapy Austin, and Yarborough's gone three okay. or four innings before. I mean, that ball just went over the short wall 351 feet that was a tough one 
Um, but he did give up a home run. He's been really good, but uh, that's his value. He can go three innings. He could go four innings. He can go five innings. That's what has made him so valuable. That is very true. But I think with, with this late start, I would love to see, see Kyle Hurt up here instead of Gavin Stone kind of fighting for that last spot, <laughs> trying to see what I he's know. got going I know. Everybody wants to see Kyle Hurt. Everybody wants to see Kyle Hurt, I know. And uh, it's hard for me to argue against that, but the Dodgers obviously have their reasons. Thanks for the phone call, yep. Austin. Call back anytime. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Giants used three home runs tonight to beat the Dodgers 5-1. to one. Danny, he was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Danny, were you uh, one of the fans that were lined up to take a picture in front of the Mariachi Joe Kelly mural tonight? Um, no, I wasn't. I did see the uh, the other new mural, which is really cool, the one on the uh, the uh, right field, you know, the right field pavilion with, of the twenty of the twenty twenty three team. It's a brand new mural. And it's pretty, pretty awesome. They're all painted um, by the same artist, Jonas Never. And you got to make your way next time you come to Dodger Stadium, left field reserved entrance. This Mariachi Joe Kelly mural is outstanding, so outstanding, Danny, that there was a line the entire game, because I went up there a couple of different times, there was a line the entire game of fans wanting to take a picture in front of it. Hey, Joe's one of those guys. We love him, man. He, he kind of embodies the city and the, the attitude of the fans, and uh, they really took him in. Uh, so I, I can totally believe that. What do you got for me tonight, Danny? Well, a couple of things. Number one, I'm pro hurt. Let's see. Let's check that kid out. We got to give him a better chance. Yeah. Uh, I'm pro uh, maybe flipping Mac, uh, not Max, uh, JD and Will. Uh, I was kind of thinking on the same lines as the caller. I think the time's probably to do that now if you're going to experiment. Um, and uh, I really, I really like your. Well, you know, to try it out to see how to see how that might work because in a situation like that, like tonight. I mean, you'd love to see JD coming up right there. We love Will, but right now the way they're they're performing, I mean, JD's hitting at an MVP type level all season long. Uh, to put him back right after Mookie and Freddie, I mean, that's something you, I, I think something you can consider. I, I'm wondering if they like leaving him down there because they like having him in behind maps. Uh, something to, to consider. But Dave, really, I really liked your question about uh, valuable, and I, I kind of called in to to, to kind of answer that. All right, what's your definition of valuable? Well, the way I see it is they leave that word kind of purposefully uh, ambiguous, you know, for the, each voter to kind of make up, make their mind up for their own or what's valuable. You know, valuable comes in a lot of different ways. It comes through numbers, and it comes through impact. Uh, and I would say, you know, you can say there's value in numbers, of course, but there's also value in leadership, in versatility, in, in reliability, you know, in, in things like that. In, in 1988, Kirk Gibson... You know, probably wasn't the best player, didn't have the best numbers, but he made the most impacts. Uh, so I would say the player that really impacts the team the most, and that's a, that's a tough one this year, uh, but it's hard to argue against any of those guys you know, really that are, that are up there for it right now. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Danny. And when you talk about that season in 1988, Kirk Gibson with not the stat line that Daryl Strawberry had for the Mets in 88 still won the MVP because he made a huge difference for a team that was near the bottom of the NL West the previous two seasons. He was the heart and soul of those Dodgers. Anybody that was covering the team or watching that team understood his value. And I think when you look at Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, if you took either one of those two guys off this team, the Dodgers would not be where they're at this year. But how about this? If you took Ronald Acuna Jr. off that Braves team, they probably still win the National League East and are still a great hitting lineup. They are an outstanding, over-the-top, over-the-moon type of lineup. I think they're on pace to slug 500 as a team, and that would be be the first time a team has ever slugged 500 as a group before in baseball history. So uh, 40-40, hard to argue against. He should be the MVP. But if you're asking me, um, you know, to split hairs, I still believe it's a shame that Freddie Freeman's having this type of season, and he's uh, probably not going to win the National League MVP. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda and take more of your phone calls at 866-987-2570. And the Dodgers named their Roy Campanella Award winner today. We'll let you know who that was as well. The Dodgers fall to the Giants tonight, 5-1 to one on AM570 LA Sports. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. The 0-2 is a ground ball, base hit into right field. And with that, Freddie Freeman has 200 base hits this year. It was not the hardest hit ball he's had all season, but it was his 200th base hit for the year. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman reaches 200 hits in a season for the first time in his career. He has had an outstanding season, and that certainly uh, was celebrated here at Dodger Stadium by a sellout crowd at Dodger Stadium as he was able to uh, tip the helmet to the fans as they gave him a standing ovation. Freddie Freeman also drove in the only Dodger run tonight as they fall to the Giants 5-1. to one. Every season, Daniel Strulers presents the home run forecast with your chance to win a $50 Daniel Strulers gift card. Visit am570lasports.com for your chance to play. Daniel's Jewelers own the dream. Freddie's buddy, Jason Hayward, who uh, signed with the Dodgers after Freddie went to Andrew Friedman and said, hey, let's take a chance on this guy. I believe in him. He's reworking his swing. He's been working out with me and my dad. I believe he can be helped by 
the Dodgers, and why not invite him to spring training? Andrew Friedman trusted Freddie Freeman. They know the character of Jason Hayward, and he now has the highest OPS of his career and certainly has had a renaissance and has meant so much to the Dodgers in the clubhouse, not only on the field but also in the clubhouse. And today, Jason Hayward was named the winner of the 18th annual Roy Campanella Award, which is given to the Dodger player. This is the definition of it. They have a definition for this, but not most valuable player in baseball. Anyway, the definition of this award is uh, given to the Dodger player who exemplifies the spirit and leadership of the late great Roy Campanella, who was a three-time MVP and also the heart and soul of the boys of summer, the Brooklyn Dodgers. And what makes this award special, which was started by Ned Coletti back in 2006, is that it's voted upon by the players. So that says a lot, and that speaks volumes, and I know that's appreciated by every one of the previous 17 Roy Campanella award winners, including Jason Hayward. And by the way, last year, the winner was Freddie Freeman. Let's get to our guy, Zach. It's time to go around the horn with Jose Moda. All right, Jose Moda. I seem to believe that uh, Jason Hayward has proved a lot of doubters wrong at age 34. What has impressed you the most about Hayward's season? Really, that a veteran player that is accustomed to playing every day uh, up to the last couple of years in Chicago is able to go out there and not play for three or four days and still give you a great at-bat, give you a great effort in right field. This guy's won five gold gloves. This guy plays the game like it's his last game. And how involved he is in the game, too, Dave. He, he's engaged with pretty much every single player, every single play. Uh, by the way, he speaks to the pitchers a lot, has some input with the pitchers, too, because he's been around. He's been a winner. And, um, talking to Javi Baez when Detroit was here, uh, and they were together in Chicago for the World Championship team with Joe Madden. How he goes, you see that guy right there? He's the one that got us going. He's the one that put us together during the playoff run in the World Series to say, guys, we're going to get this done on our own because uh, there, no matter what, nobody's going to get in the way. So I really admire respect. And he proved me wrong. I'll admit it. He proved me very wrong out of spring training where I did not expect to see 15 home runs on base of 350, slugging a 493 for a guy that only three times before this season had hit more than 15 home runs in a season. He's been outstanding all the way around. He really has. And his buddy, Freddie Freeman, tonight made a personal achievement that he has never achieved before in his career, 200 hits. You know, Dave Roberts was trying to find a comparison to Freddie Freeman, and he threw out Tony Gwynn Jr. But the more I look at it, Jose, I feel like Freddie Freeman is this generation's Don Mattingly. Consider this guy, I mean, he, he brings everything to the table. And I'll go back to something you and I have spoken about. Hits matter to him. Playing every day matters to him. Taking the extra base matters to him. He's a routine-oriented guy who will be – games of a doubleheader will do the same thing he does before a single game because that's just the way he's wired. And you look at the effort he puts in every single day from the time he hits outside of batting practice – he doesn't fool himself, Dave. He is not tricking himself, believing in getting caught into any of the launch angles or into being a one-dimensional type of hitter, into bat speed or exit velocity. It's about getting base hits and being there for your teammates. 
And the pride that he takes in every single phase of the game is truly admirable because on the defensive side, he's done a very good job to saving runs, even though the modern-day stats are not reflecting that, which is wrong. But let me tell you, he's played a variable first base, and he understands the importance of being also engaged in every play on the defensive side. I would argue that he has been the most consistent player in the National League. I know Ronald Acuna Jr. is a 40-40 player. He's had a tremendous season, but just all-around consistency. Hard to find somebody better at that than Freddie Freeman, who is uh, making history in a lot of different ways. It, it is hard to argue against that, day because when you consider that Freddie Freeman can keep an inning alive for you, sometimes he can act like a leadoff hitter, and then he's your slugger. And then he's your clutch guy. And then he's a guy that plays, you know, fundamental baseball. Man at second base, he'll roll over and, and just go up and say, this is what my team needs and this is what I'm going to do. And the ability to distinguish and separate defense from offense and being able to be a leader and go out there and visit the mound when he needs to, talk to hitters between innings when he needs to, and bring everything pretty much to the table every single day with a lot of pride. Uh, makes him truly valuable. He is, of course, uh, to me, like I agree with you, the most valuable Dodger right now. Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers fall to the Giants 5-1 to one on a night that Gavin Stone followed Caleb Ferguson, but it did not go as well as it did in Seattle when he picked up his first career save, throwing the final three innings out there. Tonight, Gavin Stone gave up two more home runs. He has given up eight in 31 innings, and I'm just curious what you saw from Gavin Stone tonight. And look, I think we all lose sight of these young Dodger pitchers that have been called upon and put in the yeah. fire that they are still rookies, and this is still a learning curve, Jose. Yeah, and Dave, you know what? I, I we I agree with you, <laughs> and it's so easy to get caught up in that because we see so much perfection and we see so much excellence all around when you wear the Dodger uniform. And then we expect these guys to get here as, as finished products, and they're not. And, and for Gavin Stone, obviously, there's still a couple things missing. Uh, but we know the talent that he has. Mechanically today, I, I talked about it with Fernando. I said, I just don't see that he's mechanically right. And, you know, when, when consistent mechanics lead to consistent location and consistent spots in the quadrant of the, of the zone and out of the zone when you want to. And for the Giants, obviously they were looking for a couple of balls up in the zone. They got it, but uh, for sure this guy's got a bright feature uh, with a couple little tweaks here and there. But experience, who knows, as you mentioned, that these guys were not supposed to be here this early and now they're thrown to the fire. But I do like the competition going on here in September because every single one of these guys – we're hoping we don't have to deal with another injury or somebody missing, uh, you know, time in that rotation, especially because, uh, you know, all these games matter a whole lot for these guys trying to, you know, at least make an impact and put themselves in the talk when it comes down to roster decisions. Hey, Clayton Kershaw even said for him it's a tryout, which I thought was a little bit of a reach. I think he's got a spot on this postseason roster, <laughs> and we'll see what we get from him tomorrow night. I love the mentality. Why not? I mean, it's like some veteran guys are coming to spring training saying, well, I'm trying to make the team. It's just the way they, they say motor, but just challenge themselves to say, if it was five years earlier, why would I change our mentality? I feel like uh, Kirsch, Kirsch saying that is good enough for young guys to read that and go, oh, if he's thinking that, what should I be thinking, right? Yeah, and he's been such a great leader, and I have seen those young guys look at him with so much reverence and really study just – 
everything he does behind the scenes as far as work ethic, how he carries himself, and uh, certainly he's paying it forward the way Derek Lowe and Greg Maddox taught him behind the scenes. Jose, no I'll check in with you tomorrow night. Uh, Clayton Kershaw might be making his final regular season start as a Dodger here at home. So uh, great significance tomorrow night. Yes, let's make it a great one. K-time. Okay, thanks for the phone call, Jose. Thanks for checking in. There he goes, Jose Moda. I like that. K-time. All right. We'll uh, use that tomorrow night. K-time for Kershaw. Jose Mota, part of the Dodgers Spanish broadcast with Fernando Valenzuela and Pepe Iniguez. Also, want to say congratulations to John Shoemaker, who on Tommy Lasorda's birthday was awarded with an award of inspiration named after Tommy Lasorda as the minor league captain for the Dodgers for close to 50 years. So congratulations to John Shoemaker, who was the manager at Rancho Cucamonga this year. I mentioned earlier that Michael Grove is going to be back tomorrow. And uh, since it is Tommy Lasorda's birthday, I remember coming to Dodger Stadium as uh, a youth and being here on a couple of different September 22nds. And they would show on Dodger Vision Tommy Lasorda swimming laps in a pool, an Olympic-sized pool. And supposedly, Tommy would be swimming the number of laps that his age was that year. I'll always remember that about Tommy's birthday. And he meant a lot to me. I've known him or knew him probably since I was 22, 23, starting out in the radio business and always treated me well. And I guess his old saying was he liked me because he was Italian, not because my mom was Italian. So I took that, no problem. And I remember one time he wanted me to get something out of his trunk. He forgot it when he came in studio with uh, the late great Joe McDonald. And he tossed me his keys and I dropped them. And he told me I had Jose Offerman hands. In case you're too young to know who Jose Offerman was, he was a high-rated prospect that really wasn't great defensively. In fact, he had 42 errors at shortstop in one season. I believe it was 1992-ish. So uh, those were my Tommy Lasorda memories, a couple of them that I remember the most. And I thought we uh, had to respect the big guy in the sky tonight on his birthday to share part of his speech when he was inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame. If God had planned for me to be a high school baseball coach, I think my objective would be to try to impress upon the youngsters playing for me how important it is for them to get a good education. And I believe that's more important than winning. Or if God had planned for me to be a college baseball coach, my objective would be to try to impress the youngsters playing for me how important it is for them to prepare themselves for the way of life. That's more important winning. But when you're a manager of a Major League Baseball team, you can forget those two philosophies. you got to win. And if you don't win like many, you'll fall by the wayside. And to tell you how bad I want to win, a few years ago we were playing in Cincinnati. I got up Sunday morning and I went to church. And who came in and sat right next to me was the manager of the Cincinnati Reds, Johnny McNamara. Now I knew why he was in church, and he knew why I was there. And at the conclusion of the Mass, we walked out the center aisle together. I'm thinking, man, I got to beat this guy today. And as we approached the front door, he said to me very quietly, wait for me outside, Tommy, I'll be right out. I said, okay, Johnny. 
And I said, where's he gone? The mass is over. And I watched him and he went over to that side of the church. He knelt down and he lit a candle. And instead of me going out the door, I went over to that side of the church. And I went in front of the altar and I waited. And when he left, I went down and I blew that candle out. I knew one thing. He was not lighting that candle for a dead relative. And all throughout the game, I kept hollering, Hey, Mac, it ain't going to work, pal. I blew it out. And we clobbered him that day, 13 to 2. And Johnny Mac last year went to Rome and he sent me a card. And all that it said, try blowing this candle out. The great Tommy Lasorda would have been 96 years old today, but certainly September 22nd will always be celebrated here at Dodger Stadium for the greatest ambassador in Dodger history. And I've said this and I'll say it again. Vince Scully and Tommy Lasorda, the two greatest ambassadors in Dodger history. They made the Dodgers as popular as they are today in this city. So happy birthday to the Hall of Fame manager, Tommy Lasorda. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Tomorrow, Clayton Kershaw will be on the mound for the Dodgers, which could be his final regular season start at Dodger Stadium in his career. He has not made a decision if he is going to come back next season, so for all intensive purposes, you have to treat it like this will be his final regular season start here at Dodger Stadium. Kershaw this season is 12-4 and with an ERA of 2.52. He may not throw 95 anymore his shoulder may be barking but he always finds a way and you can always uh, count on Kershaw to find a way even if things aren't perfect Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at five o'clock with first pitch at 610 thanks to Zach L. Caldy filling in for Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium thanks to you for listening in case you missed any of the show you can find it on the iHeartRadio app once again, the final score tonight at Dodger Stadium, the Giants beat L.A. 5-1. to one. Have a great rest of your night. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.